Welcome to Homeschool Insights, the show that brings you biblical homeschool encouragement in under 10 minutes. I'm your host, Yvette Hampton. Homeschool Insights is sponsored by CTC Math. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com and try it for free. Now on to the show. Each one of us, every mom, every dad, every child is here on purpose and for a purpose. Amen. And our purpose right now as moms and dads is to lead our kids to Christ. Yes. That is our main purpose is to teach them about the love of Jesus. So I want to park there for a minute. And if you guys have questions, please pop those up. We would love to answer those. But I want to park there for a minute, Miki. I want you to talk to the parent because I think so many parents, we rely on the pastor and on the youth pastor and on the other people in their life to lead our kids to Christ. How as parents do we lead our kids? And and I'm asking you, like, I want you to share the gospel right now. I want you to share how as parents do we take our children under our wings mm-hmm. and lead them to the saving grace of Jesus to where they're on their knees and saying, Lord, I need mm-hmm. you every moment of my life. Share that with us. Yeah. You know, this is so near and dear to my heart as I believe it is to all parents that we who love Jesus, we want our kids to know him and to love him. And one of the greatest mistakes I think that we've made in American Christianity is that we have been taught in so many different messages, guys, just think about what we've been taught as parents, that we cannot do the things that God has commanded us to do. So we believe that we can't educate our kids because we have a system that says that we're ill-equipped. We also believe that we cannot disciple our kids because we've got youth pastors all across this country who believe because we have said to them, you do it, you do it. Well, I gotta tell you, we travel all across this country And here's what the youth pastors are saying to us. Parents are expecting us to work miracles. Mm -hmm. They're expecting us to do in one evening what they've not done in several evenings throughout the week. Right. And so here is what we've got to do. We've got to return to obeying God's commandments that we are passing down the gospel to our children. Remember the apostle Peter, the birth of the church, the day of Pentecost. This promise is for you and your children. Yeah. You and your children and everyone afar off whom the Lord your God will call, always in full view of the proliferation of the gospel was that it would begin in our families. So let's talk practically what that looks like. It means from the earliest age, we biblically are going to to, um, mirror for our kids what it is to be in the family of God. You understand that all of these things that are kind of like shadows and types, we have a natural understanding of these things so that when the Lord drops on us this spiritual principle, we have a point of reference. We understand what that means. We've seen this in marriage. So we've got marriage from the beginning. We've got Adam and Eve. They are the first unit, right? But then this is a mystery that's hidden for generations. And then the Apostle Paul says in Ephesians, it's about Christ and the church. So the same thing of the family. You've got family units, right? Going all the way back to the beginning, you've got family dynamics and you follow all of these families throughout history. And then you get in the New Testament context of the church and we learn that we're in the family of God. What is God doing? He is using these natural principles to communicate deep spiritual concepts to us that if we pay attention, we understand how he wants us to operate. So when we tell our kids to obey, why is that important? Because God tells us to obey. Yeah. So this is when you begin putting the training wheels on. When we tell them to submit to authority, why is that important? Because we submit to God's authority. When we judge their wrongdoing, 
And when we administer the consequences of that wrongdoing, we are teaching them from the very youngest of ages that God judges sin and that we must pay the penalty of that sin, right? right? And then let me go a step further because there are many times where we say to our kids, you know, here is what you deserve, but there is something called grace. I remember Mm. when our daughters were really little, um, they learned that word so fast. They learned that word so fast. (laughs) I mean, we've got our oldest at three years old, four years old, and it's like, I can't believe you did that. And she would say, grace, please, grace, (laughs) grace. That's what she would say, you know? And there are times that we we would give it, okay, grace, but next time you've got, you will be punished, you know? So we start to teach our kids all of these spiritual themes, connecting them to their natural existence. We're doing these things as parents because this is what has captured our heart. So we teach our kids, listen, and we try to get our kids to think deeply about the things that they do. Why do they do the things that they do? And we try to connect a lot of the way that they think to the fact that we are sinful. This shows that sin is in our DNA. It is the only thing and all the things we talk about that are systemic. Sin is systemic. It is in our DNA. And so Jesus Christ loved us so much that he came to die, not because of the acts that we commit. People have to understand we commit sinful acts because we are sinful people. So Jesus came to die for us so that we could be born again and have newness of life. We try to train our kids this from the earliest of ages. The first time our kids hear the gospel, we do not want that to be when we are in church. I personally, this is, and I'm not trying to guilt anybody at all. My personal conviction is that our children should hear the gospel inside our homes as often and as frequently as possible. It should be reiterated even once they confess their sin and accept and receive the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. It should be reiterated to make sure that they actually understand what they have now Subscribe to like if they really do believe this, let's make sure that they really understand this. So I would say from the earliest of ages, we begin modeling spiritual principles in a natural context. Yeah. Amen. And that starts with God's word. It starts with us as parents knowing the word of God. And if you're if you're early and, you know, maybe you're just maybe you're not even a believer. Maybe you, you don't know the love of our father yet. Open up your Bible and start reading. Start reading in Genesis and then read the Gospels. Understand who God is. And mom, understand that he loves you so very much. It's, as I'm listening to, to this, you know, we, we titled this session, Culture Proofing Our Families. And if I could go back and retitle it, I would maybe retitle it, God is Worthy. And as you're talking about your kids understanding their need for obedience, we tell our kids all the time, they still roll their eyes when we say it, you know, uh, that, that, uh, sin causes pain, but, uh, obedience brings blessings. I'm like, what do we say? I say it all the time. Sin causes pain, but obedience brings blessings. We want blessings for our kids, just like the Lord wants blessings for us. And so by doing the things that God's called us to do by obeying his commands, by obeying his words, it's not hard, but it does take intention. And part of that is home educating our kids. Yes. Part of that is doing the hard thing. It is hard to educate our kids. It would be so much easier for us to put our kids on the school bus, have them go off for several hours a day and have someone else teach them. It would be easier, but God is worthy. He is worthy of every bit of work, every sweat, bead, every tear that we shed. He is worth the work that we put into being with them, building that relationship with them and pointing them 
to their creator. One of my favorite verses is 3 John 1, 4, and it says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in truth. Amen. There is literally no greater joy. There's nothing that I could imagine ever in my whole life that would grieve me more than knowing that my children, that my girls, my two daughters, Brooklyn and Lacey, that they would walk away from the Lord. I cannot Mm. imagine anything more painful, not a death, not a cancer, not anything in the world that would be more painful for me as a mom than to know that my girls have walked away from the Lord and praise God. They love Jesus. Amen. I'm so thankful for that, but it's not over. It's not like they just, you know, pray a prayer and good luck kids. You're on your own now for the rest of your life. We have a high calling moms. Amen. And here's the exciting thing. You are completely ill-equipped to do this. Mm, You cannot do this. I am completely ill-equipped. Miki is completely ill-equipped. We cannot do this without the help of the Lord and the Holy Spirit to help us through this. And then in the end, he gets to get all the glory and we get to say, look what God did because of my obedience. Look what he did because I was willing to say yes and answer the call Mm -hmm. to keep my kids home, even on the hardest days. So moms stick with it. Thanks for joining us for Homeschool Insights. For more great homeschool inspiration and resources, listen to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And be sure to watch the film Schoolhouse Rocked, The Homeschool Revolution.